The title of this one speaks for itself. We are in an inbox war zone. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, Refiners. This episode actually ends up getting kind of hard. It's a hard one. There's some really big truths coming at you. It's a lot of tough love, but I want you to know it really is love. And if you're new to the Refined Podcast, please know (laughs) it's not always like this. We have fun over here. We do talk about hard things, but this one's hard. But I challenge you to lean in, absorb what you can, and put egos aside, and know that not everything said here pertains to everyone listening, okay? I get that. But take what does pertain to you and do what you can with it, okay? All right, love y'all. So let's talk about it. Why is this happening? Obviously, I mean, we don't need to belabor this, but it's it's a compounding effect from you know all of our postponements and supply chain issues and inflation, all of that, right? Staffing shortages, we're overwhelmed. And the increase in the cost of goods and all of these things have just created, we've had to revamp our policies and our SOPs, our procedures. We're having to overhaul everything within our businesses. And that alone takes time, much less, you know, serving postponements has taken time and, you know, fielding all of the emotion and attitude and the the punches that are coming from clients, we're fielding entitlement from not only the clients, but from each other, our wedding pro peers. Like we're not, we're not friends. We're not getting along like we used to, right? And and that's a shame. And 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 we've we've got to fix that. We really do. And on some level, it's it takes making a choice. Okay. So I think I'm 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 not think I'm asking you to make that choice. I'm asking you to reach inside those brain cells and say, hey, look, today I'm making that choice. And maybe there's a lot of practical advice on how to really do that. But honestly, I think that for a lot of us, <laughs> that would involve some therapy, quite frankly. I think we've been through so much. Um, we, th- I would consider this season in our life when we look back at it, it, this is, we are living true, real trauma right now. And so in the thick of it, we, we've got to make some choices. I'm not saying avoid it. I'm not saying, you know, bottle it up, but I am saying like put one foot in front of the other while dealing with it. Okay. To make that choice. Part of why you have to make that choice, why you have to suck this up. And, and 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 put one foot in front of the other and do something about this is because it's it's not sustainable. The trauma will continue. The overwhelm will continue. The uh, the burden of this and the entitlement, the attitude, all of it will continue. 
if we don't just make a choice. And it's, it's hard to be the first one to make the choice. I get it. But I often am that person. <laughs> and that's why I get it. And it works out. And actually, it puts me, it it sets me up for success in a lot of ways. It's it's worked out really well in my career to be the one that does things a little bit differently or says what others are thinking but aren't willing to say. Or, you know, that's just kind of my MO and it works. So do it. I know it's hard, but it's not sustainable to do what you're doing, right? Like we can all agree that what is going on is we're all going to fall apart, right? And then, you know, as the economy shifts and people are getting laid off or just decide to start their own, you know, there, did you, did you know that this year the IRS has uh, received more applications, more legal formations than any other year? People are starting their own businesses. We have more and more competition. The saturation is so high. And those that are entering the industry don't have books as full as you do with the email response times that you do. So they're going to excel and succeed far faster than you did when you started. And they're going to surpass you in ways that, you know, new talent hasn't surpassed master talent in a long time okay we're going to start to see that and you need to know that and be prepared for that and remove the crowns that we're wearing of I've been here forever I run this town I nothing can happen to me and and I think you're not having those direct thoughts so much as the behaviors indicate that is your um mindset okay so you need to always act as if someone can come in and swoop your market into their i don't know wrap their wrap their mark wrap your market around their finger okay it's happening left and right so your behaviors need to to align with the fact that that can happen to you don't be naive to think you're invincible okay Okay, this is tricky because you may not care at all about what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna ask you to try. When we don't respond to our emails, another thing to consider here is that it affects other people's businesses in a way that then might, you know, lead to them having to close their doors. Because now the clients are frustrated with them or their work is so backlogged and now they're overwhelmed and they're, it's not sustainable and they're burning out or, you know, they can't book more clients because they're dealing with, you know, your delays. And like, so again, you may not care about this, but I think as humans, we should care. And I think one of the biggest burdens to me as a business owner is the idea that I am responsible for someone else's livelihood. And I behave as such. And I, I think we all should. I think we should all rise to that occasion. And maybe you aren't directly responsible to that wedding peer you know like we're we work as, as teams right we may have our own individual businesses and I you know I don't employ the the baker but I sure as heck affect their livelihood and and I, I think we need to all think about that and think about how the way we operate in our businesses and the delays in these emails are, is affecting other people's livelihood 
Okay, so just keep that in mind and and do what you can to respect your fellow wedding pro peers in that way. Okay, and and I'll tell you, you may not give a shit because you feel the pushback and the frustration from them too, right? But that respect, love, and respect. I mean, this is just like age old psych 101 stuff, right? Like you don't, we're in a cycle where it's all broken, right? Like there's no love and respect. Okay. And, and getting love and respect back comes to just doing it, (laughs) being the person that will love and respect. You will not feel loved and respected from your wedding pro peers again until you love and respect them, period, point blank, end of story, full stop. And so that's why it comes down to making the choice and just doing it. I don't know if y'all are familiar. I'm not, well, I'm not getting too into this, but like there's this exercise that marriage counselors will do. And it's basically like a checklist of like, do these things for 30 days, right? You're not going to want to, you don't like it. You don't feel it for that other person. It's not natural. It feels awkward but you're going to do it every day. You're going to look at your list and you're going to do one of those things for the rest of the month. And then what happens by the end of the month, the person that you feel so callous towards, and it feels so callous towards you has softened. That has softened because that person is like, oh my gosh, I see this effort. Right? So that applies here. Um, I think that these delays are making a lot of people miserable and Again, I just think that we have a lot of power in it. And I get it. I get that you're waiting on your suppliers and you're waiting on, there are things that you're waiting on too, but like effing acknowledge it and communicate. Like it's not that hard. And I know it feels hard, but it's harder to not do this because we're making it something it doesn't have to be. Like we are making it harder is my point. And so the out of office or the the slow response times and stuff, I, on some level, those are helpful to like communicate where you are and those to be on and off kind of things. To have those permanently on just bogs it down even more. And I know you're frustrated with follow-ups because you feel bogged down even more. But like, what is your wedding pro peer supposed to do? Like real question, what is the solution? Because I can't just wait. You're asking them, here's what I'm here, like, you're asking them to wait until they get, until you get to their email. But like, did you get their email? Is it in your spam? Did you overlook it? Did you accidentally delete it? Because I'll tell you, that happens to me all the time in a perfect, easy, real, not upside down pre-COVID world. So like, who are you to ask someone not to follow up when you haven't responded in three weeks? I'm sorry, but no, that is called entitlement. That is called not okay. They have to know you got it. So do something to acknowledge that. There has to be, that. There, there are other solutions and we've got to consider what those are, okay? I think that, you know, there are also other things in your own life that matter that you'll never get to if you stay on this hamster wheel. So again, it just goes back to part of why you have to suck this up is because it's not sustainable. And the longer you drag out doing what you need to do, which we'll go into in a second, the longer this is going to continue. And you will burn out. You will fold up shop. You will not survive. And 
and that's unfortunate because there is a lot of new talent coming up and they're they're going to take your seat and you know what maybe they should if you're not willing to innovate and do what you need to do you know you don't you don't get to keep your seat so here's here's some things i think we can do okay i think first and foremost businesses need real strategy they need you've got to have ceo days you've got to implement you've got to know your quarterly rocks you've got to know your 10 year plan your 7 year plan 5 3 1 year plan so that you can know your quarterly goals and get to that 1 year mark knowing that that 1 year mark you know directly affects your 3 year benchmarks and you've got to know your KPIs and everything You've got to track your data and know what you can measure in your business so you even know what is working because a lot of you are spinning your wheels and stuck on that in that hamster wheel over things that don't matter and don't help your business in the first place. And then you can't even respond to any a sales email because you're drowning in stuff that like doesn't move your business forward in the first place. So strategy takes pausing and doing it. And I, I know it feels really daunting to pause anything else and get further behind, but I will tell you, it being in the same boat, having done that over the last 12 months, two different times, I feel so much more organized. I feel much lighter. My response times have drastically improved. I don't feel as over. I just don't feel enslaved to my inbox or being behind or any of that right okay and so yeah I've had to take some time off to implement this stuff and be the CEO of my business but like it makes a difference another thing that you need to do here is ask yourself it's not how but who like who is it it has to get done it's not a matter of how it gets done it's a matter of who does it okay Find that person. You cannot wear all the hats in your business. And so many of you are trying to do that. And right now, if your emails are this far, if, if your emails are one week, two weeks, three weeks delayed, you've got to outsource. You have to. You cannot afford not to outsource. And, and there are different things you can outsource. And I think people get stuck on what those things are. And I'm happy to, you know, provide a uh, a, a list of some of that stuff. Um, I'll have to figure out how to do that. But like, the, Google it. Just Google things to delegate in your business. <laughs> There's so many of them. There's so many things to delegate in your business, and, and maybe I'll do a podcast on that soon. Let's look. Let's look for that. So, the things that you can delegate that I think are often not thought of come down to your personal life. Okay, and I have a whole I have a guide on this in the refining shop. You can go look for it. It's my home manager guide. And it comes down to the fact that like I can't make money folding socks, but it still has to get done. So remember, not how but who. So I've hired someone to do those kinds of things in my home. They walk my dog, they do my laundry, they meal prep, they um get soccer bags ready, all of those things that may or may not take a lot of time individually but at some point like they, it's like a lot of emotional labor and just clutter and, and and stuff that has to get done or it just piles up and then when it piles up in my home now my brain is like now I'm stressed even more because my personal life is falling apart and I feel like my business is falling like I just it's now everything 
right? So like if, get your personal life in gear by outsourcing that. And I'll tell you, it costs less and it comes with far less risk because like, I don't care how you fold my socks, just fold my socks and get it done. But I do care how you, you know, design that social media graphic for me, right? Okay, so give that some thought. I know these things cost money. <laughs> Real question. You're, let me just process this out loud here, okay? So I know these things cost money, but you're telling me you're going to take money and then do a shit job for the client that gave you money and like just frustrate them the whole time, right? So like, I'm not great at math, but like that does not add up to me, okay? So <laughs> I think I, I think that there, there's a frustrated tone for me in this podcast because this feels like a situation to me where like we know better and we know what to do, but we're just not doing it. And then it just makes it worse. And I'm just confused by that. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I think there is something to be said to learn, learning more about productivity in general and, and and a lot of that just comes down to reducing the noise as you can. So the other day I couldn't sleep and I sat there and I, first off, this is unrelated, but totally connects. I noticed recently, as I'm sure you all have noticed, like I opened up my Facebook on my phone. I was traveling, so I, I've, I've deleted Facebook from my phone. Um, but sometimes when I travel, I'll I'll put it back on there. I had Facebook up and I was like, here's an ad, here's an ad, here's an ad. And like, there were seven ads and then I saw a friend. And then there were four more ads and then I saw a friend. And then the, and, I, and it's like, I see the same friends over and over and then a bajillion ads, right? But I have, I don't know, 1200 something friends on Facebook. So like, why don't I see any of my friends? So I sat there on Instagram and Facebook and I did this over the course of, I don't know, two, three, four nights. And I just, I unfollowed a lot of things on my Instagram. I unfollowed, I unfollowed a ton of stuff. And anytime an ad popped up, I hit the button that says hide ad. And I'm telling you, I see my friends now. I see my friends. And I just think it reduces a lot of noise because now I'm not like bogged down with all these new ideas and these you got to buy this and you've got to, I don't know. And now I'm like encouraged by seeing friends that I haven't seen in a while. And it just feels good. So I don't know if you can't sleep one night, try it out. Another thing I think like tell people you're going to do this, tell people you set this goal, tell people you've, you're committing to X, Y, or Z, and then you kind of have to do it. Right. So it's like this accountability thing. Right. So like decide what that is that can improve your business, tell people you're doing it and then act on it. Okay. And last thing I'll leave you with is like, well, I have two more things, but as far as like a tip here on what to do, you know, I know that the staffing shortages make this really hard. I get it. Okay. And I'm all about, you know, American made and all that stuff. But in this moment, it is be okay with outsourcing overseas. Go to virtualcoworker.com and hire someone in another country for a fair living wage for their country. Like this is all fair, okay? Like they're getting 
paid a great wage for their country. You're paying a fraction of it because if people here, if people in America don't want to work, then too bad. You're going to have to outsource it. That's not your problem. Okay. So someone has to do it. If you can't find anybody, then outsource it in this way. It's okay. All right. So virtualcoworker.com, I have several entrepreneur friends that have had great connections to that. There's all kinds of services that you can get connected to in virtualcowork.com. Check that out. See if that can be helpful. And at least get your emails moving. At least get your emails moving through that. But here's the hard truth. As if I haven't dropped a bunch of bombs in this pretty, uh, this is a hard episode. But here's the hard truth. If you can't afford to pay for what you have, if you can't afford to like, manage the clients you already have, then you can't afford to take on anyone else. You cannot afford to take on more business. So like we tell ourselves we need more clients because the cash influx of their of their booking will pay for our current problems, right? Like that's what happens. And we don't, but then, but then what happens is that we don't forecast how we will pay for their problems. The person that's booking today Great. I got a couple grand in my bank account because they booked, right? But then like six months from now, like, how am I going to float their problem? I still need staff. I'm still behind, right? So sure, before the world turned upside down, maybe that was a okay sort of gamble to take here or there. Like that, this is not a good business strategy to ever take on a client just because you need a cash influx, right? Like that backfires in so many different ways for so many different reasons. But yeah, in a, in a non-upside down pre-COVID world, like maybe that was a gamble we could take sometimes, right? But not now. You cannot afford to get further behind if you can't already afford to do what you need to do to catch up. I hope that makes sense. Y'all, I really love you. And I know that this is a heavier handed tone for me in the podcast. And I, sure, I say it like it is, but like I really said it like it is today. But no one's in trouble. Um, but I do think that we've got to do something about it. Like, it's really serious. And that's kind of where my heart and tone is on this. It's really serious. And we're really hurting each other. We're really hurting ourselves. We're hurting couples. And, and all that happens is that they go and, and, and they have their little Facebook groups and boards and they're talking and they're using it against us. And they, they're telling their friends that are going to get married next year and the year after that. And like, it just, we did so much. We climbed so many uphill battles on education before all this and now we've just like totally blown it to shit like we've lost all respect from them and it's been really hard to get it back and we've got to do the work I'm so sorry it is so hard I know it's really hard you're dying um but you do have power in this All right, I will catch you next week and I'll promise an upbeat tone. (laughs) All right, bye.